You're listening to TNM Coaching Unplugged. TNM Unplugged features the diverse perspectives of a thriving global community of coaches, leaders, and experts. And it's all for you. And welcome to TNM Coaching Unplugged and Zoran Todorovic Interconnected Podcast. I'm so grateful and happy to see you today. And thank you so much for keep on coming to our, our wonderful channel where you elevate your heart, elevate your soul, elevate your mind to the next level to increase your vibration, to really become the best possible version of yourself. And in today's call, we're going to talk about how can you become the best possible version of yourself by really understanding your personal responsibility and to by really connecting to integrity. And personal responsibility and integrity are really important topics right now. We're going to dive into them, dissect them, talk about them, and also make them relevant to today's world. Why is that so important at this moment in time? My guest, it's fabulous. I love her to bits and pieces. She's absolutely remarkable. She has a wonderful bio behind her. I can now introduce her for half an hour, but I'm just going to give you a few bits and pieces, and then we're going to reference her websites, her personal websites in the description of this podcast as well. She is the founder of I Am Sound Academy, creative director, not rich. She is serial entrepreneur and personal responsibility coach, helping anyone from the high-profile DJs to their tour, mem- tour managers to freelancers to employees and their CEOs to tune into the high vibration, to own the awkwardness, to discover what to avoid and how to set important boundaries in order for them to get most out of their life and most out of their business. So it's a very important work that she's doing right now. She's also voice artist. She's a motivational speaker. She is prolific panelist. She's a broadcaster. And she has a variety of subjects that she's curious about, including the lifestyle, social media, self-awareness, sustainability, spirituality, entrepreneurship, relationship, and sovereignty. So she's absolutely beautiful soul, amazing teacher, way shower, and wise woman. So welcome, Nat. Oh, thank you. That sounds like a lot, doesn't it? I don't think you've missed anything. (laughs) I sound amazing when you start. I was like, oh my God, that is me. Yeah. But I never hear it. I never relay it back to myself. It's when somebody else says it, you're like, oh yeah, that's what I do. (laughs) Exactly. And you know, I do this kind of really well because every every, uh, guest who comes to my podcast, they always, my God, you really put us into this amazing potential. And you are all of that and much more. So I know you're passionate about topic of personal responsibility and integrity. So tell me more about it. How did you get into this and why do you believe this is one of the most important topics for us to kind of keep close to our heart at this time? Mm. So uh, first of all, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, personal responsibility for me um, really kind of rung true about four, about four or five years ago uh, when I was living in Ibiza, actually, uh, and I realized that you know, it's all down to discipline. Everything we do is down to discipline. How much discipline have we got for whether it's working out, whether it's eating well, whether it's you know, learning to speak in a way that's loving and kind, whether it's showing up for other people, everything comes down to discipline. And I realized I didn't really have much discipline um, in terms of for myself, but I was very, very good at showing up for other people. And the area for me of discipline, um, I was quite disappointed when I realized that I didn't have it. 
And although I'd given up drugs, I'd given up alcohol, I'd given up unhealthy things. So I had a discipline of giving up things that didn't serve me, which was like addictions that I had, um, which was really useful. But actually, that was that was the external stuff, the internal stuff, you know, showing up to myself in every single moment and trying to figure out for myself what I actually wanted. That was where it was becoming messy. And I was having life experiences thinking, I'm sure I didn't order this. Why am I experiencing this? Why am I going through this scenario right now? Oh, it's because I didn't do something in the past that would have avoided this situation. I let myself down in the past somewhere. I didn't come into alignment somewhere. I didn't have integrity somewhere. I wasn't honest somewhere. I chose a different option instead of facing something somewhere in the past. So they were all the results. You know, I was living the results of all the decisions that I was making. And I realized that for myself, when I started to commit and I thought, I'm going to show up to myself every single moment this week. I'm going to do one week where I don't avoid anything. I answer all the emails. I have the conversations. I don't run away. I'm present. It was the hardest week of my life. But I remember getting through everything. And I literally, every WhatsApp, every email, everything that came to me, I dealt with. I didn't push away. I didn't avoid. I didn't run away from. And that week changed my life because I realized how much A, I was avoiding in the past because it was quite a tough week. B, how much I'd been doing and like in terms of like how much stuff I'd had in my life that wasn't really relevant that was I was wasting my time with. And then also the, the way I felt committed, I felt like I had trust in myself because I'd shown up to myself that week. I felt like I had faith in myself because I'd not run away from myself when it got tough. So I realized I built up trust. I built up faith and I built up a discipline in that week that I'd not had before that I was missing. And the following week was like heaven on earth. It was bliss. Things started moving. People started coming out the woodwork. Things were coming back to me. You know, I felt like I could handle the flow of life, which before I'd stopped. So I realized then that, you know, regardless of how many times you meditate, regardless of how many times you get on your yoga mat or do your ayahuasca ceremonies, it's actually about, can you face your WhatsApps? Can you face your emails? Can you face the difficult conversations with your family members or with your friends? Can you stop lying? Can you show up to yourself in every moment? If you can't, that's a problem. So that for me was realizing the personal responsibility, not the spiritual duties of going to ceremonies, but the personal actions every day is what made the difference for me. Amazing. And you keep on, you know, sharing that you show up for yourself, which is the language that I really love. It's not that this that is a burden of your responsibility in order for you to be able to address all the demands of your life, but you're actually showing up for you. And how do you define that term showing up for you? How does it feel to show up for yourself? Showing up for me, most of the time would feel uncomfortable in the beginning because, you know, these are my feelings. These are my uncomfortableness. This is my um, my pain, my trauma, all of that stuff. We often look for other people to help us with our problems. And there's nothing wrong with having a therapist. There's nothing wrong with getting external help. But there's so much more we can do ourselves that we, if we show up to ourselves. And what I mean by that is if I have a feeling in a day where I feel really down and I feel really like, oh, God, I'm not happy today. Me going to share that problem with someone else before I share it really with myself, before I check in with where that feeling's come, where is it coming from? Where in the body am I feeling that? What does that mean? Have I journaled on that? Can I recognize it? Is it something I'm experiencing a lot? There's so much work to do with yourself first before you open that up and share with someone else. Because when you, when we share, unfortunately, when we share something with someone else, if we don't choose the right person for that problem that we're having, we can get 
back their opinion, their version of reality, which isn't necessarily our version of reality. It's, it can be messy advice. It can be, it can be a, a space well held in the moment, which feels good. But if you share something with someone that isn't in the correct way, they can go away and then bring it back to you three days later and say, hey, how are you getting on with that problem? And you're like, oh, God, I solved that three days ago. Why am I dealing with it again? Because you, you kind of shared it when it really you could have done it with yourself. And I feel that for me, showing up to myself means I've done everything I need to do for myself before I share it with anyone else. So I do journal. I do sit in the mirror and ask myself questions. I do question myself. I do write things out and look at things from both sides. I sit, I meditate, I think about it first. If it's too much for me, I do one of two things. I either find one person that that problem is relative to, so they'll have either experienced it or I feel like I know that they're the right person to speak to, or I hand it over to God and I'm like, I can't do this one, mate, help me out. And I just let it go. And that's, you know, either way I'm getting the support, but I've done the qualifying process first to make sure that I haven't, you know, that, that I'm doing the best that I can. Cause most of the time we always know our answers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just have to be willing to close our eyes, to breathe, to sit in the stillness and in the silence. And then most of the time the answers will come. Mm-hmm. And you're describing something that I really love, which is the essence of coaching and you coach as well. I coach too, that, you know, all the resources that you had that you need to be able to tackle anything in your life that come out of from you you at first you have to do your inner work and you're also describing something that i also love that this is intimate relationship with you with yourself instead of externalizing that relationship immediately and asking for support asking for feedback asking for guidance from the friends relative family support Mm -hmm. structure the first step there is to really feel that intimate relationship with you and to ask you what would you do in this situation? What is this for? Mm. Why am I facing this challenge right now? And what resources do I need inside of myself to be able to tackle that resource going forward? So I love that you described that. And also that you invited people to consider doing that inner work before they move on. And I think that's a really important one, right? Yeah. And that's where the intuition comes from. It's intuition. You're tutoring yourself from within. So you know, if you've got that external resource of being able to be helped whenever you need it, great. There's nothing wrong with that. But you've got this world inside of you that knows you better than anybody else. It knows all the things that you're avoiding. It knows all the things that makes you feel uncomfortable. You've got this wisdom, this encyclopedia inside of you that can really help you to solve your problems. But we just don't use it often enough. It's like, you know, you are your own librarian. You know, you can look in and say, right, where, where, what do I need for that? And oh, yeah, it's down that aisle. And I know where that is because I know where that leads. You give yourself that insight mm-hmm. and it's powerful. But it's, it's also if you don't have the trust in your own voice or your own thoughts and you don't have the trust in yourself, it can be very hard to understand what I mean when I say you have all the answers. You'll be like, oh, it sounds super spiritual or mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm talking about. If you don't have confidence, it's hard to trust yourself. If it's don't have confidence, it's hard to put faith in yourself. So it really comes, and this is why, that the faith and the trust and the responsibility actually enhances your ability to be able to speak with your intuition. Because if you can show up to yourself on the outside and you can do the tasks, you can do the awkward conversations, you've got the established, you've got those things in your life that have actually happened where you can look back and say, I did show up for that. So I do have discipline. I do have trust. I do have faith. I can do that. And then you've got that external support of like, oh yeah, now I can do it on the inside as well. So it, they work very closely. 
Um, and this is why I think, you know, the world is very much in a mess right now is because not a lot of people have the integrity that is needed to be able to show up for themselves. So they're not going to be able to show up for the world at large. They're not going to be people that we can rely on on a whole. And that's, that's quite sad. And how do we build that integrity? What is necessary for us to strengthen our integrity or to show up for ourselves mm-hmm. in that integrity space? What would you say in that? So something that I, I love, there's two things, one actually. Um, one is the understanding of what's true and your truth. So the words true and truth don't mean the same things. A lot of people don't know that. What's true is provable by way of evidence. It's factual. It actually happened. I can prove it. That is reality. That is our logic. That is here today. That's here in the now. Our truth is based on our opinion, what we think happened, what we believed happened. So our opinion is just as valid because it also, you know, it's who sometimes we create our identities from, but it doesn't make our opinion true. Our beliefs change with the wind and it doesn't make our truth accurate. And a lot of people, when they go into the spiritual community, they are following their truth. They hear it all the time. What's, you know, what's your truth? You know, tap into that. Your truth is your opinion based on what you want to experience in that moment. And that could be esoteric, that could be logical, that could be anything, but it doesn't make it accurate. And it doesn't. And when you act on your truth, you think you're doing the right thing, but actually you're acting on a belief, which is quite something that's quite unstable at times because your beliefs are based on, around your traumas, around your past, around your, you know, your experiences. So if you focus on what's true first and foremost, factual, provable by way of evidence. It's for example, if I was talking to a friend of mine and I said, she was talking about her ex-boyfriend and I said, um, she said, oh, he's a bit of an idiot. You know, he's, he's a bit of a dickhead. And I was like, really? I said, has he actually got a dick on his head? And she's like, oh no, obviously no. And I was like, okay, so this is what I'm talking about. This is you. You think that's the truth. Mm-hmm. He could be not the best version of himself, but you've named him something. doesn't actually have that on his head. So it's not actually true. So can you find another word? to describe him that's more accurate. And it took her a while to come out of that and to figure out because she was so stuck in her belief. And what was true is he was a very broken version of himself because he'd had trauma from his past. So therein lies the compassion because she actually looked at what's true. So that's one way of looking at dividing what's you know true and truth. The other one is, is somebody said to me a long time ago, which just rung true with me. And it's been like the basis of my life. And he said to me, his name's Greg Paul. Um, fabulous guy. And he said, we're not here to find balance. We're here to be able to fall into absolute love or absolute grief. We don't need to find balance. And everybody in the spiritual community is looking for balance. They're looking to maintain, they're looking to hold on in some way. When you're willing to let go in some way, that's when the magic happens. So it's being willing to fall into absolute love can be terrifying. You think you want love, but when it comes, you're like, ah, not used to this. I don't understand it. Or I'm scared of who I'll become in the unknown, or will I get too needy, or will I be too controlling? You don't want to fall into absolute love because it's such a high feeling, we're not used to it. But we also don't want to fall into grief. Mm-hmm. And grief can be dark, you know, it is dark, but grief is love with nowhere to go. So we have to be willing to have both of those. But when we're trying to find balance all the time, it's actually an unhealthy addiction because it's not obtainable. So that as well is the integrity comes with being willing to flop into love and to flop into grief. And when you're willing to do that, you're actually living the true expression of what wants to happen. Like life wants you to experience. And when you've got that experience, you've got the integrity and the willingness and the faith and the trust to fall. 
you can get back up. Beautiful, beautiful. It's a poetry. (laughs) Poetry out of this. I was just mesmerized by listening to you. Like yes, 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 and more yes. (laughs) So, if you were to work with somebody and they come to you and they say, "Okay, now I really understand what you said so far. I mean, I understand responsibility. I I understand integrity. I I really am willing to do Mm -hmm. this work." I want to do this work because I know what you are talking to. It's truth, not only for you, for everybody. It's universal Mm -hmm. for me. It's like universal for all of us. What would you say to them? Where do they start and how do they rebuild their personal responsibility and integrity? Yeah, this is where I get really excited. I get goosebumps. If somebody says they're willing, I'm like, brilliant. That's all you need. You need willingness. Can't do this without willingness. You need to be 110% willing Mm -hmm. to go into this. When you're ready to go into this, this is where it can be fun. It's awkward, but it's fun. And what I love about what's true is what's true is really painful, but it's really quick. It's the lies that we tell ourselves that last a lifetime. So if you're willing to face a little bit of pain, but to be in what's true, that's where the transformation is. So I would say first and foremost, there's a really easy place to find out whether you've got a lack of integrity and that's with your phone. So I would ask you to go straight to your WhatsApps. And scroll down your WhatsApps and see if there's anyone that you've ignored, that you haven't got back to, that you didn't feel right to connect with, that you're avoiding a conversation of, whether you're like, oh, I don't want to have that conversation. It's a bit awkward. Whatever it is, it's in your phone. Now, if you can't tap into those WhatsApp messages in authenticity and like flow and be free with that conversation, there's a block there. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I find that is really interesting is the level of lack of integrity just in our WhatsApps. Yeah. I'm then going to invite you from your WhatsApps to go over to your email. Uh, if in your email box, you have thousands of emails that you haven't dealt with, there might be a bit of an issue there. I'm not saying you're fundamentally flawed. I'm saying there might be a bit of an issue with avoidance. So how many of those emails have you ignored? How many have you not shown up to? How many make you feel overwhelmed? Mm-hmm. If they all make you feel overwhelmed because you've got thousands, why are you not having the integrity with yourself to get rid of the thousands of notifications you've got? Why not just delete? Why are you not doing that? There's a block. So it's not about the yoga mat. Again, it's not about the ayahuasca. It's not about how many books you've read by Ramdas. It's not about the esoteric version of you. It's about the logical version of you that was born here. And the bit that I love when people talk about, you know, if they think they're from star systems or they're like, oh yeah, I was from Sirius or I'm from, you know, I'm from Andromeda. I'm from Pleiades. I'm from Pleiades. Yeah. And, and I'm like, great. I love it. Are you here? You know, because <laughs> you were born here. You've got a responsibility here just to be this version of you. When you're this version of you, really good version of you, then you can go off where the hell you like, because you'll be a much stronger of your version of yourself to go to these places, to support these other people from other star systems or whatever you want to call it. But it's the, it's the strength in the integrity comes from every moment within yourself that you make a decision to show up. And if you don't, whether it's you avoid with drugs, you know, for me, and I'm talking for me personally, I gave up drugs in 2011. I then started drinking more. Then I gave up drinking. I then started sleeping around more. Then I gave up the unhealthy sexual patterns. Then I realized I had addictions to attention, to drama, to work, to social media, all of which I had to give up to become back to who I really am. Not saying that I don't get tempted. I do get tempted with slightly unhealthy relationships sometimes because there's red flags, but and they might be really hot. 
But then I'm like, no, bring it back. You know, I have to check myself. I'm not perfect and I'm not saying anybody needs to be, but I'm a much stronger version of myself because I recognized I was, I was like a sieve with all the holes in, you know, like I could carry nothing. I could be nothing. I couldn't support anyone if I had that many areas that I wasn't supporting myself. So the willingness, it's number one thing. And I really support that when it's the will, there is a way always. And then yeah. your ability to look into what we call a third dimensional expression of yourself, your personality mm-hmm. self, somebody who is dealing with life in this dimension and not really hiding behind the esoterics to justify yeah. certain failures. Because I feel when you're integral on this level, then you can carry out your life in the most beautiful, delicious, loving, extraordinary and fun way. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people, you know, in my coaching circles, they say, my God, Zoran, you're so big on responsibility, but responsibility is so heavy, right? It's heavy. When somebody says responsibility, we associate it to school, to parents, to showing up. And it's like Mm -hmm. heavy. And I said, no, no, no. Responsibility is actually the container that will set you free. Because when you're responsible to yourself and everybody around you, you're light. The heaviness is when you're not responsible and you keep on dragging yourself through the life and you it keeps on accumulating, right? Like WhatsApp messages yeah. ignoring or emails that you're not responding or person that is calling you don't want to call back. Mm-hmm. So you're absolutely right. The work needs to be done on this level. And if you're integral on this level, then we can unfold, right? And really yeah. hold our, our strong yeah. personal foundation yeah. and our stability going forward, right? There's, there's something that, um, there's two things I want to break in. I'm going to show you something which is a bit mm. of a mess right now, but I will. I have it up here when I work with clients. So I'm sorry for people listening to the audio. I'm going to have yeah. to move something from my Lego board. There's two things. One, I realized what responsibility was when I broke the word down. Mm-hmm. Responsibility. Did I have the ability yeah. to respond? If I wasn't responding, I had no ability. So therefore, I had no responsibility. And that was a really easy way for me to go, oh, right. I now, you know, because I looked at the etymology of the words, I looked at the breaking down of it. The other thing is as well, so I, you talk about fun, Zoran, I I need to entertain myself. I get bored very easily. I'm a Gemini. This stuff happens. These are, this is a Lego board for anybody that's listening on an audio. Remember a Lego board from when you were a kid. I'm going to break this Lego board. Right. I'm going to put this version of myself, which is a little Lego lady, and I'm going to put her in the middle of the Lego board right now. And on this board, there's nothing other than her. This is us in our life. This is us born. We are just born here in the space around. There's nothing else going on. When we have this space around us, we're free to flow. Things can come in. There's no blockages. Everything's working. There's a vortex here. It's, you know, manifestation. You want to go down that vortex angle. This is where it comes from. Okay. From the space, from the vacuum. When we have things in life that make us go, oh, damn, I wish I've replied to that person or I wish I'd paid that bill or, oh my God. You feel it viscerally in the body. You feel the response in the body and it makes you feel uncomfortable. That is a block of energy. So I get a block of Lego and I put a block of Lego on the board. And for everything I haven't, this is what I do with my clients, for everything that they haven't done, they have to add a block of Lego to the board. This obviously works better when we're not in a pandemic and everybody can do it in person rather than online. But these blocks start building up and this will be your WhatsApps that you haven't replied to. And then this will be the bills that you haven't done that goes on the top. And then this will be the awkward conversations that you haven't had with your ex-boyfriend. And what you start realizing is all of these blocks Mm -hmm. are around you. And what happens by the end of the day, when we work on the workshops, 
I make you put blocks. I make you put columns into um, your family, your social, your finance, your communication, every area of your life, your friends. We then go and list every single block in each of those areas. And every single block has a Lego block. So by the end of this, there's like castles that are built on the Lego board. And they look and they're like, oh my God. And I'm like, this is how blocked you are. So the second half of the workshop is we now have to go and face those awkward things. So I put them on a timer and I'm like, you've got 20 minutes to go and work through your WhatsApps. And they're like, oh, I can't, can't 20 minutes. I'm like, you've got it, go. When you make it a game and you give them 20 minutes, they fly through their WhatsApps and then they can start taking the blocks off the board. And by the end of the day, you want to have either no blocks on the board or you want to have very few blocks and the ones that you've still yet to do. But the reason being is because these blocks are actually really there. We just can't see them. We can feel them, but we can't see them. So doing the Lego board gives people the physical representation with a bit of fun that their life is blocked and we live in a blocked life. And then we try and take on a new course, a new boyfriend. We might try and be vegan. We might try and bring in a new yoga practice. You're building on a very unstable foundation. And that is the problem. So if you're willing to clear everything you know how it feels when you tick a list you know you tick something on a list or you cross something off i don't think there's a human on the planet that doesn't get excited when they do the tick they're like yes exactly because you've proved to yourself you've achieved something so that's where your faith in yourself comes from tick done it i've got faith in myself i did it next one trust oh yeah i can trust myself to respond to the bank brilliant you can only build faith and trust within yourself and you only do that when you've got the discipline to actually take the responsibility to show up so it, breaking it down and adding in the Lego was the only way I knew how to be able to explain it. And I did it for myself one day when I was bored and I thought, I'm going to use this all the time. So now she comes with me everywhere. <laughs> and it's a great color. It's an amazing oh, yeah, it had color. To be pink, Zoran. It had to be pink. <laughs> it has to be pink. I mean, you know, she's fun. She's not like, oh my God, I have all these blocks. What am I going to do? You may have different colors that yeah. you can release. But absolutely, and it's a beautiful 3D representation of what we do in our lives and what happens if we don't tackle and address this. And as you said, it keeps on accumulating. So Sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to go into this process when we let go and we address everything that we need to address. Wonderful. Yeah. So your class is coming up on your platforms and our platform as well in the future. Can you tell us a little bit more about your class? And you, you already mentioned how you work with the Legos and, and yeah. what you get people to do, but anything else that you would love to share to inspire people? Because I think now is the good time to really step into that space of personal responsibility and integrity. And I also want to pick up what you said, that we are so challenged with life in general, not only with our own life at this Mm -hmm. moment in time, but collective life. And if we are not able to be in that space of integrity and personal responsibility, we would not be able to transform and evolve to where we need to go at this moment yeah. in time yeah. through this pandemic. So totally. the, personal, the personal aspect of you and your own personal evolution or our, or our own personal evolution is equally important mm-hmm. as an invitation to contribute to the bigger collective. So what would you do with people in, in these wonderful programs and workshops? Yeah, well, the, thank you for giving me the chance to explain a little bit more about them. So in short, I have three workshops. The first one, is awkward. I'm going to swear on this podcast. It's awkward as fuck. That's what it's called. It's because it is awkward. So it's awkward as fuck. That is where we face every single area that you don't have or do have a boundary in your life and see whether it's actually a valid boundary or whether you need to build something that's going to help you. So we'll look at every area in your life and we'll see whether family, friends, uh, relationships, boundaries with yourself, 
We'll look at them all. We'll create a list and we'll set those boundaries. And then you have to go and deal with those boundaries and set them yourself externally. So that's the first thing, because boundaries are really important. They define our space. They help us be who we need to be. The second one on that is called Unfuck Your Life. I always swear words for everything. So Unfuck Your Life is where we go through every single entire to-do list that you have for your life, again, related to all those different areas, the different people, the different things. It might be, I was going to empty the drawer of those cables, but I haven't done it. I was going to put the curtains up in the back room, but I haven't done it. All the times that you don't do something, you feel like you've let yourself down. So all I want to do is help you to go and do those things so you can feel like you're building yourself back up because then you're not letting yourself down. You're starting to get the faith and the trust by actually actioning the to-do list. And then the last workshop is called Half-Baked. And I called it Half-Baked is because I mean this with the most loving intention possible. We are trying to come out of the oven too quickly. We are trying to support the world and other people before we are actually fundamentally ready. And this is a problem. And it's created a broken world that we currently live in, that we all see and experience and feel. And it's because we are collectively putting out a lack of integrity, therefore creating a world that we don't have faith in, that we don't have trust in. So imagine if you look at everybody that's going out on a street right now and they're protesting. I love and support people who want to do that want to make a change, but the change isn't external. The very word protest actually means when you define it and you look at the etymology, it works out that you are allowing, you don't like something, but you're allowing it to happen, but you're just letting people know that you don't like it. So all you're doing is when you're going out in the world, protest, you're redefining that you don't like something and you're putting out the energy of wanting it to change. Law of attraction says, if you put, if you want something, the very fact that you want it We'll never bring it to you because you're in the energy of want. So we go out in the thousands wanting to change and we're programming our reality by protesting change that's never going to come. Change starts when you go home. I'd like all the people on the streets to go home to look at their boundaries, look at their personal responsibility and realize they're not ready, get themselves ready. And then you are vibrationally, metaphysically in alignment with your own little vortex to become the most powerful manifesto you've ever been. And you won't even need to do anything because you'll have cleared space and life will be like, oh, you're ready. What can we bring to you today? And you will get everything you need coming to you with no effort. And that's the point is the effort comes inwards, what you need to do on the inside, but externally, you don't need to get involved in what's going to happen in the universe. You don't need to get in God's way. You need to be prepared to do what you know, whatever the universe wants you to do but it's not going to give you that if you can't even face your WhatsApp. So it's like this flip where we need to come inwards, sort our stuff out, and then we don't even need to go and protest. We'll naturally change our environment. It's that simple. And that's my goal is to put that out there to get people to take action as much as possible. Because when they understand sound and energy, they'll get the vortex. They'll understand they've got a lot of stuff to do before they save the world. So be it so it is, from your lips to God's ears, I think it's a beautiful invitation for all of us. Thank you so much for coming today. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. It's such a concise and beautifully structured and organized way. I mean, I was really learning as I was listening to you. So it was Aww. beautiful to experience this transmission. Thank Wonderful so to much. have you. And we hope that we're going to record soon again, because, you know, what you bring to the world is so important. Thank you thank so much. Thank you Natri. so much, Lauren. Hey, thank you. Thank you. And for everybody else who's listening to this podcast, enjoy, listen again, be courageous, 
to really hear this message. Be courageous not to be complacent and just leave it. Oh my God, this was a good podcast. I know that they're right. I know that I should do this, but I'm not going to because I'm a little bit lazy or complacent. Do it. Mm, Sign up for the classes, look into your personal integrity, take your responsibility because if you do that, we transform and co-create a completely different world. Thank you so much. And we'll see each other really, really soon. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you. 